astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I can't believe it's here. Trick or treat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had a wonderful class this past uh, Saturday. We did our spells and cures class. So thank you so much for everyone that attended that. Um, Hope everyone's working on putting some of those cures into their home. Oh, you you know, it was a fun class and... uh, so much information was shared there that I think everyone went away with a little bit of a laundry list of options. Oh, absolutely. What do they want to do first? Absolutely. So just being in the Halloween spirit, um, I think, do you want to talk about these giant blowups that are happening? I do. Do you have any any in your neighborhood, these oversized werewolves? They're super tall. I don't know how many feet they are up high. They're skeletons. Yeah, we have a couple skeletons in our neighborhood. I mean, is that wild that these supersize scary images people are putting out in their yards? And I thought, what is that about, right? Mm-hmm. And it didn't take but a second for me to think about, wait a minute, as a country, you know, we're through in our Pluto return. Well, for the novice astrologer, Pluto kind of means hell on some right. level. It means right. the dark side. It means the underworld, weird, right? What's not seen. Yeah, what's not normally seen now. And so now what are we doing? We are so funny, us consumers, right? (laughs) Right. So we go, how much those things cost? A couple hundred dollars, I know for sure, maybe 300. They're plunking down money so they can have an oversized werewolf, the dark side. And they're, in essence, celebrating it. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should thank them, you know, that they're putting it out there, you know, some scary image for everyone. I mean- so we're going through a Pluto return, which is a cleansing. It's like going to the therapist and then you say, you know, intimate, personal things, how you're feeling, what you've done in life, what's happened to you. And then there's a cleansing that takes place, right? Yeah. Well, I think the country, I think everyone, I mean, I've certainly have heard it. I'm sure you have. People say, this is scary times we're living in, right? Yeah. There, there's a sense of fear a little bit stronger out there as a country, because we know we're changing, we're reinventing ourselves, and we're just unsure if we're going to like, you know, the final look. Yeah, I mean, scary, or even the unknown, you know, because oh. people are, what is 2023 going to look like? I think we've said that for the last couple of years, what is 2021 <laughs> right. going to look like? Um, and I do think like were- werewolves and witches, there is kind of some unknown about that, where people are torn, are they real? Are they not real? And then people are erecting these huge uh, images of them in their, their lawns, which is, just kind of, it's it's a cute way to live it out, I think. Well, it, it really, it's a harmless way. I, I To be honest, I wouldn't want to be their neighbor. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but it is harmless in the short term, as long as they get put away sure. after the Absolutely. season. Absolutely. 
Well, before we get into our topic today, which is definitely on point for Halloween, we are going to be talking about several people who have passed away and what we can learn about their charts. And so we have um, some people that, of course, uh, dearly beloved that are in the news. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about Leslie Jordan. We're going to talk about Hagrid. Uh, We're also going to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer and Elvis. Uh, But before we get into that, I think we have to touch as well on Mars retrograde because Mars just turned retrograde yesterday. On my birthday. Can you believe that? Yes. And oh, yeah. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, we celebrate. Right. But um, uh, so Mars turns retrograde. We've been talking about Mars for a while, but again, it's pretty significant. Mars is spending seven months in Gemini usually only spends, you know, about a month. So big deal. And Mars can be a little bit of a prankster when it's in Gemini. It can definitely create um, some things that we're not expecting, especially in regards to transportation. Yes. And I know you have quite a few. Listen, yes. I mean, just within the family. Yeah. Uh, Erica had a flat tire. And then uh, we did some traveling over the last uh, week or so, and uh, we had a five-hour creeping delay on a flight. Yeah. We had luggage that didn't make the transfer, the connections. So that came late. Yeah. And I mean, I should mention, because with the um, flat tire, that's pretty normal. People can have a flat tire, but I think like it was flat, they fixed it, it came back. And then they thought it was going to be fixed and it wasn't fixed. So, I mean, it was kind of this trickster energy with the flat tire it wasn't just oh i have a flat tire and and we've moved on um for me personally mars is in my fourth home my fourth house supposing my midheaven and my uranus and my social media profiles have now been imitated three different times (laughs) so that trickster energy you know in regards to my reputation aspecting uranus which rules you know, social media is technology as well. I've been feeling it hard myself. I didn't realize that. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> that's that's terrible news. Right. Right. So the these are personal stories. I'm sure you have personal stories as well. Yeah. Um, but watch the headlines. The headlines should be, I'm sorry, maybe a little, you know, upsetting. I would think with Mars going retrograde, uh, what will develop out this week. But uh, yeah. So, yeah. So because today we're celebrating the graveyard, we thought it would be appropriate to talk about dead people's charts and the significance of the date that they have died, um, as well as aspects in their chart that have maybe made them kind of keep using the word resurrect, which is an interesting word for Halloween. But Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about maybe why we're seeing people like Elvis or Jeffrey back in the news as well. So we have spoken about this before, I think maybe almost two years ago at this point, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, that the date of your death can be very insightful as to how you have lived. And before we continue, I guess I do want to talk about, you know, um, I, we do not predict people's death. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's something that people are fearful of when they get an astrology reading, like, I don't want you to tell, like, are you going to tell me I'm going to die or something, you know, and that this is all retrospect. This is taking people's charts after they've passed, looked at the day that they've passed, create that chart and then see, okay, what can we read from where the planets are on that day that they pass over? 
where we put so much focus on astrology. What day were you born? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the whole um, combination <laughs> lock that's going to tell me everything about you. Well, yeah. I have never heard another astrologer talk about this concept or idea, but I think the date that we choose to exit may have something to do with how our reputation is sealed. Right. Meaning that you get remembered for one thing and not another thing, for example. Yeah. And after death, you know, I think we all have a lingering impact. Of course, some might be more notable um, after their death or in particular years. And I think we'll start off with an example of, um, is it Nikola? Nikola, yeah. Tesla. Um, he's, He's a great example. He was born in the 1800s, but he died here in 1943. Um, and his work, you know, when you look at the Wikipedia of him, that his work kind of died with him. Um, but it was in January of 2003 that his name started coming back up in the headlines and he started getting more credit. Um, and the company's name, Tesla is a tribute to his lifetime work as an inventor and an electrician. Yeah, I think the people in the biz, in the electrical engineering world, knew of him. Sure. But the general people, we did not know Tesla. Right. Right. Now the world knows this man. Yeah. So that's interesting. We're not going to go down that path of what was going on in his chart, because charts do continue. They go past. You may pass out of this world, but your chart is still alive and well. But I like the idea that he died. Tesla died January 7th, 1943. And so uh, he died at 16 Capricorn, kind of, and so I'm saying 16 degrees Capricorn kind of sealed his reputation. Yeah. Well, isn't that interesting? Because there's all sorts of interpretations here of 16 degrees, but it's very much known to someone who will achieve immortality. Mm-hmm. And someone who has vision, someone who's taking risks, someone who's willing to start small, start tinkering, start building something from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the other interesting thing about this, ener- this energy, the 16 degrees is it puts a lot of focus on the body, which mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that maybe sounds like a stretch, but it is just interesting that, you know, when you talk about cars, it's the kind of the other thing that I can think of that really puts a focus on the body shape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Is it sleek? Is it bulky? Like, you know, mm-hmm. of course, being with Mikey and talking about Porsches all the time, they talk about Porsches having hips. They talk oh, really? about cars. Oh, good. I didn't know that. <laughs> they talk about cars very similar to how we talk about our own physical bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I'm not a huge car person. I've gotten, you know, some information just mm-hmm. being in the Porsche world, but um, I just think it's interesting that that degree also talks all about bodies. And then he has, he's known for cars. Right. And design, design. Yeah, that, that his name gets slapped on Tesla motors. Yeah, that's anyhow. So there's an, just an overly simple example of somebody who lived a great life, who had some failures, had some six minimal successes. And then, but he, his, he was sealed with this idea that he is going to be remembered by the date that he passed on. Absolutely. So if we look at maybe some more recent ones that people, I don't know, I mean, people might have Teslas in their driveway, but not necessarily relate to uh, Tesla himself. So let's talk about um, Mm. one of the recent passings, Leslie Jordan uh, just passed here on October 24th. 
And I know he was very loved by all of his TikTok fans. Um, he was also um, in, I guess, uh, American Horror Stories and was in Will and Grace. I didn't watch any of these shows, so I wasn't really oh, introduced to him. He, he was a baby. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Allie McBeal. You okay. go back into the uh, uh, 80s, Allie McBeal, Desperate Housewives, you know, as you said, American Horror Story, and Will and Grace. He was he was the role of Beverly Leslie in Will and Grace. And, um, you know, he was a huge stage actor as well. But I didn't know this. Now, he died when he was 76. Yeah. But already about, what, 73, 74, when he was 73, 74 years old, he became very famous in the social media world right and that's where i was introduced to him so yeah. that's yeah i didn't I, I didn't really know him in his tv years and again because i just didn't watch those shows necessarily but um it was during covid that he you know started a tiktok and he had 5.8 i think million followers um either on instagram tiktok on on the socials and a lot of people credit him to you know telling little short stories and doing little acts that really made them laugh and kind of get through that hard time of being on lockdown. You know what? And this is, it's so pertinent because he died at 76. He had a breakout fame that occurred in his, within the last three years of his life. Yeah. I deal, I do a lot of charts for 70 year olds, you certainly. Do. So, and I know I've had some of my, children what are the what is a 70 year old what, what's left to say to a 70 year old you know <laughs> and you know their lives are still very organic they're still moving there's still things happening and here's a case where here leslie jordan had his pluto hit off a jupiter uranus conjunction that he has in his natal chart and here it catapulted it into a whole new arena social media with a much younger audience yeah. And I think yeah, just to say cool that again, to yeah, just to say that again, his Jupiter and Uranus, mm -hmm. his natal Jupiter and Uranus and his chart sit natally when he was born at 22 and 23 degrees of cancer. Mm -hmm. And the whole COVID pandemic was set off right. at 22 degrees of Capricorn. So mm -hmm. opposing it. So here comes Pluto activating this Jupiter Uranus conjunction, which rule would rule technology expansion, the younger generation. And he, I've even read quotes about him saying, that's not how I saw it going down. You know, I didn't see, I would have never thought that I would have hit the gen younger generation and have millions of uh, followers on a TikTok platform. So, I mean, he was even surprised. I don't think he set out to do that necessarily. No. And the interesting thing, as you said, he died on October 24th, 2022. So he departed. He left this plane at zero degrees Scorpio. Mm -hmm. He sealed his reputation on that degree. Yeah. And that degree, very interesting. Again, for those who don't know, Leslie Jordan was very openly gay. Yeah. And he, I think he was, uh, well, I don't know. He just he would just acted normal. This is the way he is, right? Yeah. He didn't make a big thing about it, so to speak. And so this degree, zero degree Scorpio is all about- He was very comfortable with it, maybe. Being maybe. very comfortable, doing your own thing, negotiating your own path in life, and being a huge storyteller. Well, for any actor, that's a gift right now yeah. to be a storyteller. But it does represent this idea of running with powerful people, influential people, Hollywood people, 
New York type of people, you know, and this idea of being around power, very strong. And he sealed it. You know, I love this concept. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next, we're going to talk about Hagrid. So is it Robbie Coltrane? Mm-hmm. Col- mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he passed here on October 14th. So um, very sad as well um, at 72. Um, he played the kind of half giant Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, um, his name was Rubius. And I say Hagrid. I don't know. Oh, which I don't either. Rubius Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. So he, he was really a lovable kind of oversized teddy bear type mm-hmm. of guy, yet kind of awkward. It turns yeah. out, you know, he's only six foot one, but they did all these camera tricks to make him look like this giant. I was curious because I was rewatching this, mm-hmm. um, the first one on my plane trip back from Ireland. Oh. And I was curious, like, how actually big was he or how many, how many camera trips were, mm-hmm. camera tricks were being used? Yeah, absolutely. So what, what was interesting about his natal chart, he has a really strong Uranus. It's, it was like a, a a pinball machine. Uranus opposed his ascendant, uh, opposed squared his ascendant, sun. squared his sun, trined his Jupiter. And that usually oftentimes uh, that strong of a Uranus dictates something different, unusual about the body type. Um and sometimes it is curly hair, interesting, Kate, because you have yep. a pretty strong Uranus. Yep. Um, uh, so it was just interesting that this is how he became, I mean, he 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 won many other awards. So it, was, it wasn't just this one character he played his whole life, obviously. But this is what he's known for. He's right. dying as, oh, Hagrid died. Right. That's what he kind of sealed in how maybe the memory that lives on will mm-hmm. be his work as that character in Harry Potter. Yeah. As even a half though, giant. Yeah. Right. Even though he's done many other things in his life. Mm-hmm. And that role fit him so well. And that's why I oftentimes think no matter what you kind of want to do in life or what your interest is, the chart just screams, do it, do it. It will pay off for you in some unknown fashion. Right. Yeah. If you're loyal to your chart, if you um, allow yourself to go into certain areas that other people aren't or are not interested in, it, it works for you. Right. Um, I think it's interesting in this character, he was kind of alone. Remember, he was separate out in the woods or, you know, I mean, he had his own little cabin kind oh, of yeah. separate and everything. So he was always among them, but not of them. And one of the big themes in the Harry Potter movie was that he was um, banned from practicing magic at some point because he was so, I want to say inept or couldn't hold a secret or things of this nature. So again, he was in the group, but he really wasn't one of them. And that's what 20 degrees of Libra is all about. So, right. um, you know, whether you're born with 20 degrees of Libra, we would be talking about this in your chart. Hey, Mm -hmm. do you find yourself in many situations where you're amongst them, but you're not one of them? So mm-hmm. here we are now on the other side saying this is what he sealed, you know, his life with. And so this is probably what his legacy will go on as. And that would fit very nicely into that Harry Potter character where, yes, he's done so much other stuff in his life, but this is kind of what he lives on as. Yeah. 
and, and holding very magical beliefs about life, which he did as his character. Now, I know this is interesting. Actors are fascinating to work with, right, Kate? Sure. Because they have an opportunity to, when they go, get famous for a particular role, it really is, it captures their true essence. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, they have a, I can see someone once said, if you, if you, if you go into acting, you'll never need a therapist. Oh, interesting. <laughs> acting is therapy. It allows okay. you to, you know, develop yourself and who you are and all that stuff. Anyhow, that's okay. a side point okay. there. But let's yeah. go on to Elvis. Okay. So um, Elvis died in 1977, but he had a hit documentary this year. And it yeah. has been the second highest grossing music documentary of all times. You know so, what? I, I was very slow to watch it because I thought, why well, do I know about Elvis? What could they possibly tell me? And we sat down, obviously, and watched it here a couple months ago. We were blown away. We had no idea it. what the whole thing about the colonel, that role, what role he played. We loved it. I mean, if it was the second highest grossing, I'm assuming it was good. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. I reckon, had, did you, Have you seen it? I haven't. Well, you need to see it. Fascinating. So two things we're going to talk about here. We're going to talk about one, what is going on in Elvis's chart right now, or mm -hmm. maybe in the last year that is making him come back into the spotlight. Cause we talked about this idea that the chart lives on, even though we've left this plane, the chart still goes on. So, you know, we've talked about this in the past, um, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed on, we thought, okay, we, I think we threw out some dates when she right. might resurface, maybe right. when a statue would go up based on some of the transits that are happening. So based on Elvis's natal chart, we're looking where are the planets now that are activating a documentary and a successful documentary. Oh, very. Yeah. Second highest grossing. So, yeah. wow. So, so, okay. Solar arc Jupiter, for those astrologers out there, solar arc Jupiter is bent on his Pluto. Well, I'll tell you what, if you got in Jupiter, the ninth house. Yeah. Well, in the ninth, that's very, that's better yet. Shall we say the frosting on top of everything else? Um, that is excellent for promotion, for amplifying your message, amplifying your story. Now, in the 80s, 90s, I said, oh, you're into publications. Well, now, of course, you might say social media. You're in the movies. You're on the TV. You're amplifying your story. Yeah, and it's growth. It's expansion. And mm -hmm. when we, we think of all those positive things when we think of Jupiter, mm -hmm. um, but Pluto, we think, oh, isn't Pluto heavy? Isn't Pluto dark? But I mean, I'm assuming the amount of research that had to go in to putting this together I'm sure that there was stuff that was discovered that maybe wasn't as pleasant. Again, I didn't watch the documentary, but Pluto oh, would. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The power, the power, what he didn't know, okay. how he was misled. Oh, that colonel. Okay. Yeah. Had... So Pluto exposes. Yeah. 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 So again, whether some of his life was exposed that hadn't been exposed before, or just even mm -hmm. the process of putting the documentary together and everything that might've come to the surface, that would be the Pluto, that nitty gritty side of things. Yeah. And if anyone listening knows that their solar arc Jupiter is approaching their Pluto, that is a moneymaker. That's a money-making energy, a transformational. So here we have Elvis. Elvis died 1977. Here it comes. We're in 2022 and here comes solar arc Jupiter hitting his Pluto. 
he's dead. And yet here it comes again. Right. The success, I mean, I don't know who's getting the money, but I hope, I, I hope the family, the estate yeah. or, you know. Next year I have Pluto conjuncting my Jupiter. Well, that's transiting. good too, right? Pluto on Jupiter, Jupiter on Pluto. Yeah. They transform. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Um, the other thing, so we have Jupiter, Pluto happening in his chart, and we also have his solar arc sun opposing his midheaven, which the sun is all about the ego, the personality, the midheaven is the public reputation. So mm -hmm. it's a pretty easy tran uh, translation that it's highlighting yeah. his personal life, personal mm -hmm. lifestyle in a public fashion. Yeah. Yeah. So now so let's he talk died. Yeah. He died on August 16th, 1977. Yep. So, okay, now that's 23 Leo. Uh, so that would see that degree seals his reputation. Well, I couldn't, you know what, when I did my research on this, I had no idea if what, what it might say. <laughs> I know. 23 Leo is all about, you know, uh, being different, being different. I'm going to stand out. I, I want to jump in. I want to immerse myself. I want to fully participate in life. Well, for him, just how his hips moved to the music. It represents somebody who loves the stage, who needs to be on stage, do their own thing. And somebody who, and I, I say the word needing to roar, they need to be heard, they need amplification. Well, choosing that day of death, which we, we all know that very few of us choose our day of death. Um, isn't it interesting? His body expired on yeah. that date, sealing his fate as the stage, the king. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think it's interesting that he passed away under a Leo energy. Yeah. Because his reputation went on to really take on a lot of Leo characteristics mm -hmm. as the king. And it, and it kind of side sweeps anything that he maybe didn't do correctly in his life. Yeah. You know, he was human. So obviously I don't know all of his flaws. You know, I don't know if he was ever accused of, you know, anything, but <clears throat> the Leo kind of overrides it. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> of yeah. being just looked, yeah. looked up to and being that bright shining light mm -hmm. or that stage, or mm -hmm. like we said, the King, when we see that Leo. King. Very interesting. So again, people's reputation gets sealed on the date they pass yeah uh the last one that we're going to talk about um we spoke i think i don't know if it was last halloween or the halloween before we did kind of a right. serial killers yes, uh, podcast did. for halloween and i know we spoke about jeffrey dahmer but he is back um he's infamous serial killer um and obviously ate uh cannibalism mm -hmm. uh convicted of 17 murders and he has a netflix uh documentary running it's still in the top 10 on my uh netflix account so i'm assuming top 10 shows for everyone i don't think that that's personal to my account mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it's blown through all the records all the nielsen records for how many people in one oh, week wow. they break it into weeks and it was billions of minutes of jeffrey dahmer was watched in one week it was That's an interesting crazy. stat. I mean, you know, but so like, what is this about? What's, you know, what is going on in Jeffrey Dahmer's chart? Again, we've already, you know, he's passed. He died in 1994. 
Yep. So we pull up the chart. Here we find out that he's got uh, this solar arc Uranus is right around his ascendant. It will be still for a couple more years. So I think there's some, there's going to be more things coming out about Jeffrey Dahmer, or maybe that documentary is going to fuel, you know, the type of information or discussion that needs to be had for people that need help, obviously. Yeah. Um, and to my understanding, I think his parents might still be alive. Mm-hmm. I think they are. Well, his father, uh, I think, is for sure. Yeah, his father. So I would be curious too, like that he he's been kind of quiet. I, I know he's done a few interviews, but it's possible that there could still be like another uh, book that comes out, another show coming out, mm-hmm. maybe from another perspective, just because we still have this very active energy happening in his chart. And Uranus catapults. So just what you maybe suggested, maybe the father is now seen or heard from more because it's a catapulting energy, it, meaning you're looking like nothing's happening. All of a sudden, you're put in the limelight. Right. Well, yeah, and, and you know, the- Jeffrey Dahmer has a number of nice things going on right now in his chart. You know, excellent for film productions. Okay. Duh. And yeah. um, uh, his solar arc Jupiter is also sitting on his Chiron. And his natal chart he has pluto opposing chiron which that always promises infamy that you'll be known for something yeah i laugh i when i learned this years ago the teacher gave the example of someone who ate the most hot dogs set the record for eating the most hot dogs well again that's not that's yeah. it sounds small or trivial but the yeah. idea you will be known you will stand out you will be different yeah well jeffrey achieved that with you know unfortunately yeah now jupiter is hitting on it so i think there could be some maybe breakthroughs even in the field of therapies Hmm. this is kind of messed up just as i'm thinking about it but just that other thing about you know uranus on the ascendant is Mm -hmm. you know i'm assuming people are going to dress up as him tonight for halloween oh yeah you know um and it's just another way that that image kind of Mm -hmm. lives on just think about like okay you go up go out dressed up tonight how many pictures are you in now you're maybe framing that picture and putting on the wall or you're Mm -hmm. putting on your social media so you know that message is still being amplified Mm -hmm. you know even after the documentary kind of stops so you know when you talk about three years okay well here's halloween you know again i haven't seen it but I, i have seen tiktoks where people are doing impersonations or they're using his audio from the movie so oh. for the documentary they're using the audio for their tiktoks oh my so gosh yeah it does go beyond just that you know 10 episodes that you watch right yeah well there's the chart that shows the chart is still functioning the chart is alive and well and let's look at the date that uh, jeffrey passed november 28th 1994 that was five degrees of sagittarius kind of sealed his reputation well, five yeah, sag, this is oftentimes is the idea of the art of intimidation. Yep. So, but two sides of it, right? Being in intimidating in circumstances, but also intimidating others. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein, actually, um, this is a prominent degree with his chart. Uh, this mm-hmm. was the energy that he was sentenced uh, to prison under. Right. So, you know, it is interesting to start seeing other celebrities that did the same did the same thing imitation or intimidation yeah power intimidation 
um, you know, identifying the weak spot in someone and taking advantage of it. It also is this degree, five degree Sag is the idea of, you know, playing in a man's world. Now that's a very sexist thing to say, but basically we're talking about that kind of bullying type of energy again of tough, you know, go for the win, do what you have to do to get what you want. Yeah. And the other thing is like not revealing the whole story. Yeah. And again, when you hear Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Dahmer in the same sentence. Yeah. Gosh, that really starts painting a picture of what does that degree mean about not revealing the whole story. You and know, I want to be clear, if someone has has a five Sagittarius strong in their chart, this could be used in a, in a you could be a lawyer. Yeah. You could be a, a cancer doctor. You know, you can't tell the whole story. You can't, you know, you can't reveal everything. So this this degree can be used for good. No, but, abs absolutely. But it does, you know, in the wrong hands, this energy goes south pretty fast. Right. And this is just the energy that they passed at. So this is not, yep. uh, they do not live with these energies, the ones that we're talking about right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's a great point, Kate. Yeah. This is how they're sealed. This is how their memory is. Yeah. Our memory and there's of them. many, many things in the chart that we would look at to dictate, you know, whether maybe they're going to use something for good or bad. Right. So, yeah, I don't think energies are good or bad, but combinations of them do tell a stronger story. They do. Okay. I think that yeah. wraps up our Halloween talk today. So I hope uh, you're ready now to throw on your costume and go out <laughs> trick-or-treating tonight. <laughs> well, I think a, a fascinating topic. I'm particularly interested in this topic. I think it's great. And uh... yeah, when I was reading through the notes, I was like, that's incredible. You know, yeah. like you believe in this stuff, you live it and breathe it every day, and then it can still wow you and fascinate you. Mm -hmm. It's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Well, happy Halloween, Kate. Absolutely. Happy Halloween. And we look forward to talking to you guys in November. Okay. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.